Welcome to the Rebel Souls Podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelley Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. This is a Soulfire production. Hello and welcome back, my fellow rebel souls. I love that today it's just you and me, baby. You and me. And it's a special day for us to be together because... It's the one year anniversary of this freaking podcast. The one year anniversary since Rebel Souls, my COVID baby, came to be in August of 2020. And here we are a year later, August 2021, still hanging out together with so many more of our community joining in. And I'm beyond grateful. So let me please just start by saying thank you. Massive gratitude for all of you who have been here with me from the beginning. And if you're somebody who's more recently discovered Rebel Souls and Shelly Paxton and Soulbatical and all of the things, welcome. Thank you for spending this time with me. You are the reason I show up and do this every week. I love putting this word out in the world. I love showing up for my mission and bringing you all of the people who are doing the work that we want to be doing, who are, who are rebelling for everything that they believe in, everything that matters, who they are, and the impact they want to have in the world. So thank you. You showing up is a huge vote of confidence. It's reminding me that we are having the ripples of impact that we want to have in the world and we're doing it together. And so cheers to many more years of us doing this and growing this movement. So thank you. Now... I want to, I guess let's call it a bit of an anniversary celebration. I want to celebrate one of you who left me a phenomenal review. And you guys know I'm giving you Rebel Swag for submitting a review. So I'm going to do something special. Since this is the one year anniversary, I'm feeling lit up and alive and on purpose and fulfilled and super generous. So I want to give you a chance to win one-on-one time with moi. Yep. One-on-one time with me. So now is the time to submit your review. Submit a review for a chance to win a session with me. We can go deep we can start to talk about how we unleash that badass rebel soul of yours so you can rewrite your own script of success and we can make it whatever you want to make it. 
So submit the review and DM me a screenshot. I want to celebrate Bingeworthy 717. Bingeworthy 717 calls this appropriately enough. Bingeworthy. And they say, I look forward to tuning in weekly on my dog walks and listening in on Shelly's amazing conversations with her dynamic and powerful guests, true change makers, and always timely for whatever is going on in my life. Hell yes. Because you know, that's what the universe does. She serves these things up on a silver platter exactly when we need them. And I'm feeling into you guys because we're on the same journey and we're in it together. And I promise you from the very beginning with the book, I got you. So thank you, Bingeworthy717. Shoot me a DM. I want to send you some rebel swag. And for the rest of you who haven't submitted reviews on Apple iTunes, please do. And DM me a screenshot, Instagram at soulbatical with two Bs, one T. You know this by now, right? And you can win a chance for a one-on-one session with me, the OG Rebel Soul, ladies and gents. So here we go. I want to dive into a topic that is near and dear to my heart and feels super appropriate for an anniversary celebration because it's also a celebration of how I'm choosing to live and how I want all of you to choose to live. So today we're talking about choosing to live successful, not success empty. And I know you've all heard me say this before. I hope that you're saying this to yourself every day and asking yourself, Am I feeling full or am I feeling empty? And toward the end of this conversation, I'm going to share with you questions that I use at the end of every day to check in on how I'm living and the choices that I'm making. But let's pause and just first talk about successful versus success empty. I want to hit this again because I don't feel like I can say this enough. And believe me, when I say say it enough, I'm saying it for me as much as I'm saying it for you. This is something, it's a practice every day. It's an intentional way of living. So when I say successful, I'm talking about living from the inside out, filling ourselves up from the inside out. Success empty is exactly the opposite. It's living from the outside in. And that is typically very draining. It's interesting if you think about like how you would frame what it means to live successful. I like to think about it as, you know, at the end of each day, I'm able to say, I'm happy, joyful, fulfilled now. Because I'm making the choices that are enabling me to feel that way. And let's be really clear. Successful is a feeling. It's not a checklist of things. It's not the titles and the accolades and the paychecks and the material goods. All of the I'll be happy when 
type of things. It is a feeling inside. And I'll dig a little bit deeper into that. But think about, we know when we're checked in, when we, you all heard me say this before, when we take a beat and slow down and breathe deeply, we can feel into this. We know when we feel energized. We know when we feel lit up. We know when we're, as Abby Gibbs says, a full body fuck yes. We know when we're living on a life that's aligned with our truth and that is courageous as fuck. We know, we feel it at a cellular level. And we know when we're empty inside. I talk a lot about this at the beginning of the book. And I know you guys have heard me talk about this since then. But that feeling that you're exhausted and drained and on the treadmill and always grasping for that next thing that might be the answer to feeling fulfilled. That's the all be happy when success empty philosophy on life or way of living. And it's a choice. So I'm going to dig into what I mean by our choice, what it looks like to live successful, the questions that I ask myself, which might be a great framework for what you can all be asking yourselves at the end of each day. But I first want to start with this idea of the profound power of choice. And I don't think most people, if anyone in this community, is a stranger to Viktor Frankl. He wrote, he's the author of one of the the books that changed my life, that I read early on in my sabbatical journey. It's autobiographical. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. And if you don't know about Viktor Frankl, please read that book. It will open your eyes. It is life-changing, transformational perspective. He's an Austrian psychiatrist who's a Holocaust survivor who spent a lot of years in Nazi concentration camps and lived to tell the story. And he applied a lot of his proprietary psychology, his beliefs, his science, his perspective, especially on mindset. And I want to read you one of my favorite quotes from his book and his work, because I believe it sets up the choice we have to make in choosing successful over success empty every single minute of every single day. Viktor Frankl says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. 
in our response lies our growth and freedom. It gives me the goosebumps every time I have goosebumps and chills and whatever the combination of all of that is, I am feeling deeply inside. And I do every time I hear those words, because what he reminds us of is that choice is the last of the human freedoms. Choice is the last of the human freedoms. And I think sometimes we forget that. We might not have great choices in front of us. Viktor Frankl certainly didn't have great choices in front of him when he was a prisoner at Auschwitz and other concentration camps. And yet he chose how he responded in a way that helped him survive the cruelest of human situations. And so I would love to talk about, again, how are we going to choose? So let's dig in. I want to pose this question. How will you choose to respond in a world that celebrates hustle over heart? In a world that celebrates busyness and burnout over boundaries? Time on over time off, work over wellness and well-being, salary over soul, a world that celebrates comparison over compassion, especially compassion for ourselves, and a world that celebrates jockeying over joy, jogging for positions and status and all of the things that honestly, most of us know, leave us feeling pretty damn empty and drained inside. And that list can go on and on and on because you guys know I love me, my language and alliteration. But that's not really the point. The point is I'm exhausted just reading that list. Right? Does it have the same impact on you? So think about that. How will we make different choices? Because the world, at least the way our culture is today and the way we are often conditioned, is pushing us in one direction over the other, in a direction that is really trying to force us every day to live a life on somebody else's terms to live a life that is taking us away, pulling us away from our truth, pulling us away from our purpose and requiring more courage than ever to live on our terms and to rebel for what matters most to us. So I want to ask you this question too. How will you choose to show up in a culture that wants to keep us tethered to the treadmill of living business? This was a big aha to me. When I think about living business, I think about separate, disintegrated lives, meaning we put our 
work life over here and our personal life over here. And then we fight to try to find this artificial bullshit thing called balance instead of thinking of our life as one beautiful, aligned, and integrated life. The world wants us to think about those separately. The world wants us to put work, especially corporate culture today, wants us to put work at the center of everything and then try to quote unquote, fit everything else in around that, orbiting around that gravity, that center that is work. That is the agenda of your company. That is the agenda of your organization. It's time for us to say bullshit to that. When we're living business and we're stuck on that treadmill, self-care is optional. And we know that self-care isn't optional. Mental and emotional well-being are luxuries. And that's bullshit. They can't be luxuries. The more we view self-care as optional and mental and emotional well-being as luxuries, the more our mental health crisis will escalate. The more we will no longer function as human beings and be able to bring our passion and our creativity to what we do in the world. We'll be too tired. We'll be exhausted. We'll be burnt out. We won't be functioning. And as my friend Judy Holler says, how can I work if I don't work? If I don't work, meaning my body is broken, is broken down. My energy is non-existent because I'm exhausted. My brain is completely fried because I'm exhausted. All of those things. Living business is viewing humans as human doings, is viewing us as machines, people as machines. So here's a little reframe. Instead of being tethered to the treadmill of living business, what if instead we were courageously advocating for and providing support for practicing the business of living. This was a massive epiphany for me in the early days of my sabbatical when my father had had his two strokes and I was sitting with him And I had this realization as I was listening to him say that he was choosing to live, that he chose to come out of his second stroke where we thought we were going to lose him for sure. He chose to live because he had different work to do this time. Different work to do in this world. And it rocked my world to hear that. And in that moment, I understood that both my father and I had been living business our entire lives. Work was at the epicenter of our value, our worth, our priorities, 
our definition of success. And we were both choosing to shift from living business to the business of living. We were both choosing that radical shift that puts living at the center of our lives every day. It puts ourselves, our life, our life force, our joy at the center of our lives, not our work. Our work is one of the many pieces that is rotating around the gravitational force of us choosing to put living at the center of our lives and at the top of our priorities and recognize that that's a daily practice and a multifaceted endeavor. And it's a radical shift from where most of us are today. It's really a daily practice that says, flip the damn script. You hear me say all the time to myself and to all of you, we're rewriting the script of success. And that's going to look different for you than it does for me, than it does for the next rebel soul. It's the same in this case. And I am calling on you and everyone in this community to be the brave leader who models this in your life and inside your company, models choosing the business of living, which means choosing to live success full, not success empty. We can be the ripple that becomes the waves to normalize the business of living over living business inside our companies. Let's be that force of change. And hell yeah, it requires courage. But we all know courage is one of the principles of sabbatical. Authenticity, courage, and purpose lead to fulfillment. Soulfillment, as you've heard me say before. And what is soulfillment? It is choosing to live successful. Boom. That's it. And I know by saying that's it, I'm like, ah, easy peasy. Of course it's not. It's not easy for me every day either. It really, really isn't. But it does get a little bit easier when we are thinking about, well, what are our terms? What does it mean to feel fulfilled, to feel full at the end of the day, to define success only on your terms, not on their terms. And then to model that and live that in a way that can inspire everyone around you. I get really excited about how this could really start to shift corporate culture. If more of us are showing up this way, and if you haven't listened to my episode with Scott Shute, 
on mainstreaming mindfulness and operationalizing compassion. Please go back and listen to it after this. It's all about this. It is changing work and the world from the inside out. It is making these kinds of choices for ourselves. And it's incredible the impact that we can have when we do that. I think about success in a wildly different way than I did even five years ago when I left Harley. Certainly than I did 10 years ago when I was at what I would say is the peak of my corporate career, without a doubt. So I want to share how I think about it by sharing a set of questions that I ask myself at the end of every day. And I've been playing around with these questions. I'm I'm shifting them over time. So in this is a snapshot in time of how I'm thinking about what it means to live successful and how I'm checking in with myself each day to see how my practice is going, how it's coming along. Remember, progress over perfection. So let's talk about these five questions. And as I go through them, I'll give you examples of specifically how I'm thinking about it and what it means to me. And I would love for you to be thinking, oh, what's the version of this in my life? Or feel free to steal shamelessly. Use these some subset or this same set of questions. But really think about what it means to you. And when you are asking yourself this question each night, how, what, what, where do you want to land? How is it making you feel? So let's start. My first question at the end of a day, and again, I'm not always doing this perfectly. So let's practice together. My first question is, Did I show up for myself today? That's a biggie. And here's how I think about it. I think about it in terms of, did I say yes to myself more than to anyone or anything else? Did I say yes to myself? And that is, you know, really asking myself the question, Did I stay aligned to my values? Did I uphold my boundaries? At the very least, was I at the top of my priority list? So often we create these lists in our lives. And I I do this sometimes with clients or in programs that I run. And I say, where are you on that list? Where are you on that list? Because we so often forget ourselves or lose ourselves in the process of trying to serve everyone else's agenda and everyone else's priority. And oftentimes this happens because we're living business. Work is at the center of everything. And then we've got our family. And then we've got maybe, you know, some philanthropic responsibilities that we feel super passionate about. And then, and then, and then, and at the very bottom of the list, the thing that consistently falls off is, yeah, you. So ask yourself, did I show up for myself today? 
and in what ways and celebrate that. And don't beat yourself up if you fell to the bottom of the list. Ask yourself, what do I want to do differently tomorrow so I can show up powerfully for myself? Yeah, just being honest. This is a good check-in for us. The second question that I ask myself is, was I guided by what lights me up, by what I want to do? This is really the authenticity question because we both know the nefarious shoulds can get in our way and they can guide our day and like whip our horse <laughs> like no, nobody's business. And so it's a good check-in on whether you were guided by, really guided by your soul and your truth and your essence, or were you guided by someone else's terms and expectations and agenda? It's a great check-in. And again, this is about learning. This is also about celebrating, even if it's the tiniest of ways that you followed your soul that day. Celebrate it. Don't beat yourself up. Celebrate it. And again, just ask yourself, what, what one little thing do you want to do differently tomorrow? The third question is, did I show up powerfully in service of my mission? I love this one. This one is the purpose pillar, really, in the sabbatical work. And I really more specifically ask myself, did I help inspire or liberate at least one soul today? That's my version of that question. I love it. I really, you guys, I have a new currency. My new currency is a soul currency. And it's the love notes that I get from so many of you. And I don't mean that in an ego stroking way. I mean that in a way that I love knowing that the work that I am so clear as my life's work is having an impact. And I know, I believe, I choose to believe that it's having an impact even when I don't hear from you. But I'm always so incredibly grateful when I get love notes from so many of you that say, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being open and vulnerable and authentic and courageous. Uh, it means everything. So you know, since gratitude is one of the threads that I am pulling through on the anniversary of this podcast, I want to say thank you for those. And I want to challenge and invite all of you to think about, well, what is that currency for me, for me, that helps me know if I'm showing up powerfully in service of my mission. And if you don't know what your mission is, just are you showing up powerfully in service of what matters most to you? Play with the language in a way where it really resonates, that you feel it again in your soul at a cellular level. So let's talk about question number four. Question number four is one of my favorites. 
did I do at least one thing that scared me today? This is really the courage question. It's the courage principle in Solbatical. It's actually on this list. It is the hardest question and my least favorite question. And of course, that means because I have some resistance to it, that it is the most important question for me to be asking on this list every day. And I know for sure that my answer at the end of today is going to be hell yes, because I recorded this. And I don't know if I've said this aloud or I've I've said this live or recorded it on the podcast before, but I, it scares, it scares me every time I hit record and I show up, I, I have this little voice, those nefarious voices in our head that says, you've said it all before, Shelly, or somebody else is saying it better than you. Or do you really have anything to teach your community? Do they really give a shit about what you're about to say is successful? Just you talking to yourself? Yeah, I have all of those voices in my head, you guys. I do. I do. So being candid, I am going to pat myself on the back today and say, fuck yeah, I did something courageous because I filmed one more episode. It's way easier for me to do the interview episodes. So I'm challenging myself to come out with more of these solo episodes because they scare me. They really require me to believe in me and this work and put myself out there fully. So I am. I'm showing up for you. And I want you to be able to, again, do one tiny thing every day that scares you. That choice is pushing you out of your comfort zone and into your growth. And again, choice. That's where we find the freedom and the growth. And now let's talk about question number five. Ask yourself, how do I feel? It seems so simple. And yet to me, it's so profound because for so many years, I was like, okay, great. You know, I've got this sexy title. I work for this sexy brand. I'm, you know, jet setting around the world. I'm riding motorcycles. I'm a badass. And I wasn't even asking myself how I feel until the universe hit me with a fucking two by four. And then I'm like, I feel like shit and I feel empty. And then I feel guilty for feeling empty. I have one of the most amazing jobs in the planet. And how dare I be, you know, looking a gift horse in the mouth? And I wish I would have been asking myself these questions. So yeah, ask, how do I feel? Do you feel full? Do you feel empty? Do you feel energized? Do you feel drained? Do you feel somewhere in between? I mean, again, it's a work in progress. I still have days where I feel drained. Then I have to ask myself why. So I invite you with this question to get really curious. Why do I feel the way that I feel? What's contributing to that feeling of 
energy or what's contributing to that feeling of feeling drained. I had this experience just the other day. I literally, I laid down in bed and it was like, I, I told myself that I didn't even have the energy to ask these questions. I was so exhausted. So I started with this question, like, wow. Okay. So I know the answer to how do I feel? I feel incredibly drained. And I felt this level of frustration and disappointment and all these different things coming up. So I started there and I got curious about why. And then it really led me to the other questions because I realized that I wasn't being guided by what lights me up, that I wasn't making, (laughs) doing the courageous thing and on and on. These are all connected. They're beautifully interwoven to keep us honest, to keep us checking in, to keep us rebelling for who we are, what we want, and the impact we want to have in the world. And again, don't beat yourself up. This is not a flogging system. This is a framework for celebration and curiosity and progress a framework for celebration, curiosity, and progress. And I wish in this moment that I could make that alliterative. (laughs) It's just not coming to me. So in the spirit of doing these things off the cuff, let's go with that. And I want that to guide us all because successful has no standard Webster's dictionary definition. Successful can only ever be on your terms and be defined by a feeling, not a, not a form, not a tick the box, not what somebody else says or thinks or expects. It can only be defined by you. That's the beauty of it. That's why it's a choice because it's a courageous freaking choice when the world is every day sending you messages to do something else and to live success empty or to live success on someone else's terms. And I promise that leads to success empty if you're not already feeling it. So let's choose, let's choose to check in on that full body fuck yes. Let's choose to check in on how we're feeling. The most important piece is that we're choosing and that choice is what leads to our growth, our freedom and our fulfillment. Oh, all right. Sermon over. I really want to hear from each of you. Will you please connect with me on Instagram? Tell me how you're redefining success. Better yet, what are your questions? When you check in with yourself and get curious at the end of the day, what are you asking yourself or what questions that I shared? are resonating with you, that you're now incorporating in your wind down for the day. 
it will set you up for being successful on your terms the next day and the next day and the next day. And I promise you, everyone around you will notice. And to me, being that ripple of inspiration and being that ripple of impact in every circle we operate in, in culture, in our companies, in our families, in our soul circle, friend circles, all of it. Let's choose to live successful. I promise to do it if you do. I love you guys and I can't wait to see you next week. Bye. Hey Rebel, thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at sylbatical.com and follow me at sylbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?